Hello and welcome to another episode of the Backcheck the Hockey History Podcast, where we visit the cases uh, of NHL players for the Hockey Hall of Fame. I'm Riley and I'm with Bill. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing all right, thanks. And today we have the class of 1976, and it's a small one, um, again, which is interesting because the class of 1975 is a gigantic one of like <laughs> six players. So I don't know what happened between 1975 and 1976, but anyway, something happened. Because we've been doing a few that were a little shorter, you know, fewer players each. Yeah. And then there's this, there's a couple in the mid seventies, as I've talked about a few times, that are just and crazy. We'll have, anyway, we'll have to make sure we record the the next one uh, in the middle of the holidays, and we'll never have time to get through the whole thing. Yeah, or we'll have to do like two parter or something. Like, yeah, it's huge. It's just the class is just bonkers. Anyway, this is not that class. This is just two guys, <laughs> a defenseman and a goalie, uh, Bill Quackenbush and uh, Johnny Barron. Um, so uh, we're going to start with Bill Quackenbush, uh, who played for 14 seasons um, from 1942-1956 for the Red Wings and the Bruins. And uh, so he he played only, uh, well, basically the last, I guess, it's 42-43, I guess, is the first year of the original Six era, I think. It's either 42-43 or 43-44. So anyway, a very start of the original Six era into the middle of it. Um, and he was a defenseman, so of course he doesn't have a ton, given when he played a ton of stuff to talk about. But anyway, when he retired, he was uh, either um, the third or uh, fourth defenseman all time in assists. Uh, he was behind Doug Harvey. He was behind Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly was still a defenseman at the time. And I guess like, oh yeah, Dick Clapper was on that list. But Dick Clapper, of course, played half his career forward. Yeah. Um, he was also eighth or ninth uh, all-time in points, again, depending on whether you include Dick Clapper in that list. He was fifth all-time in games played behind, well, uh, fifth all-time in his retirement um, in total among all players behind Clapper, Richard, uh, Rocket Richard, uh, Bouchard, and Schmidt. So that makes him um, the second or third defenseman, uh, depending, on, again, how you classify Clapper. He was 15th all-time in point shares in his retirement, so that's quite high up. 7th or 8th D, again, I believe Clapper is in that list. Um, yeah, actually, there's a whole bunch of players in that list who played sometime at D. Clapper, uh, Baldy Northcott, Reg Noble. Um, and then he was 6th all-time in defensive point shares, and he was the 14th or 18th D um, in terms of uh, offensive point shares, depending on, depending on how you classify Clapper, uh, Northcott, Noble, guys like that. Uh, he obviously doesn't qualify for some per game leaderboards because he had 62 goals, 20 assists, and 200, or sorry, 220 assists and 285 points when he retired. But if we lower the qualifiers way down so he, he qualifies, he was fourth all uh, time in assists per game among defensemen, but that would make him last among qualifying players. And he was 13th all time among defensemen in points per game, again, lasting among qualifying players. So not an offensive player. Though we're going to see a little blip in that later. Um, of the 12 defensemen to play in at least 492 games or 600 seasons between 42 and 56, he's, or sorry, 12 D, I said players, 12 defensemen. Uh, he's third in goals. He's third, but also last among qualifying players in goal three in. He's third assists. He's third in assists per game. He's second in points. He's fourth in points per game. He's fourth in defensive pointers, second defensive pointers, second pointers, and first in games. So despite being not a star offensive player in any means, he is also 
among the better offensive defensemen of his era because, you know, defensemen, aside from Tom Anderson, and maybe yeah, it's like, people, well, it's uh, like, defensemen didn't score. You look at that list, and it's like first, second, third, and like one-fourth. I mean, that's that's really impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It's And, and like, again, he, he really doesn't score much. Uh, yeah, because his 82-game average is 30 points for 82 games. Um, yeah. His three-year peak is a 60-game average of 22 points and 5.9 point shares. Um, his playoff numbers, only two playoff goals, 19 assists, which tied him at his retirement, fifth all-time among defensemen in assists, playoff assists, behind Doug Harvey, uh, Flash Hollett, uh, Bouchard, and Kelly. Um, he was eighth all-time in points by a defenseman in the playoffs as well at his retirement. Um, he was also 11th all-time in playoff games played, so that's a fair amount. Uh, and and uh, the third or fourth defenseman behind Bouchard and Kelly and probably Dick Clapper. Yeah. Uh, he, he obviously doesn't qualify for any leaderboards because he literally scored two goals and 19 assists. However, um, you know, if we upped the qualifier or lower the qualifier of uh, the points wise, uh, he's uh, seventh. He would have been seventh among all uh, D uh, in points per game, playoff points per game, but that would also make him last for anyone who had 20 points. Yeah. Uh, the adjustment for era from hockey reference, uh, of course, uh, given when he played, um, it bumps him up a little bit Uh to an 82-game average of 41 points, so that's plus 11 points for 82 games. That's pretty typical. He obviously doesn't qualify for the versus X adjustment because that requires being on offensive leaderboards at some point, and he was never. Um, there's only one trade in his in his fairly long career, and that is when the Red Wings traded him to the Bruins. Um, and it features people that I've never heard of except for one guy. So he's traded at 27 with Pete Horak. To the Bruins for Lloyd Durham, Pete Babano, Claire Martin, so far I don't know any of his people, and Jimmy Peters, who's a name I recognize. I think Jimmy Peters was a goalie. Huh. Sounds right to me, but I don't actually know. Let me well, let me find out. Um, it's going to take a minute. Uh, was Jimmy Peters a goalie? No, he was a right wing. Shows you what I know. <laughs> sounds, so, like, uh, sounds like the Bruins won that trade pretty handily. Yeah, given that no one no one's heard of anybody else on it. Yeah, I would say I'd say so. Yeah. yeah. Um so his accomplishments. He is the first defenseman to ever win the Lady Bing. So if you think defensemen should beat people up, I would say that's probably not a vote in his favor. <laughs> yeah. But uh usually the Lady Bing's less about being uh I mean it's called a gentlemanly player, but it's more about not taking penalties. Yeah, exactly. That's why I say that. So like you, could be, you could be a jerk and like you know get into shoving matches. You just don't take the penalties, right? So. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a point. Um, the year before he had 17 penalty minutes, but the year he won, he had zero. Um, wow, nice. Um, so here's here is so if anyone's wondering why this guy's in the Hall of Fame, the reason is what we're about to get to. He made three first team All Stars. Wow. Which for a defenseman. Is a lot, yeah, and puts him in relatively <coughs> elite company. I think um, I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, I don't think he would qualify. Uh, Wikipedia has a list of like the people who 
have been on the most end of season NHL All Star teams, yeah. and I think the cutoff is like six or seven appearances total. He has five, uh, three first and two seconds, so he wouldn't be on that list, but he'd just be outside of it. Yeah. So he would be among like the twenty or so D with the most of those twenty or twenty five in NHL history, which is something. And now obviously original six era. But um, I just I wanted to pull up uh, who who was on those other uh, you know who was on those other All Star teams because it might it's in the 40s late 40s early 50s but it might give us some idea of like his peer um, so uh, one year he was on with uh, Jack Stewart never heard of him two years yeah so another guy who's not and then eventually he was. He was on the team as well with Red Kelly. Yeah. Um, and then Bill Gadsby. So both Red Kelly and Bill Gadsby are obviously Hall of Famers. The other dude, Jay Stewart. Is it Jack Stewart? I think it might be Jack. Yeah, Jack Stewart. I don't know. Um, he is in the Hall of Fame, and we will get to him in a couple, in many episodes. Um, but I, I know nothing about him. But at least the fact that he's on teams with Kelly and um, Gadsby I yeah. think, uh, you know, um, yeah, say you, something. You, about you don't make a first team all-star by accident, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like you must've been doing something right. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it could be debatable as to whether you should be on the second or the first, but like, if you're making those teams, you're one of the best players in the NHL at that point. Yeah. yeah. At, at your position. Now, point shares doesn't like him as much. Uh, it hasn't as a top 10 player only once in 46. I believe that was one of the years he won. Oh no, he wasn't in the season also. I was a top five defensive player in 45 and 49, weirdly not in 46, but uh, 49, he was a first team all-star. So, um, and then top 10, six times total. But that's, you know, the, you got to keep in mind defensive point shares are, are like very approximate and they're especially approximate before plus minus was recorded. So we can take that with a massive grain of salt. So really we got it. Like you said, Bill, we got to go with the first team all-star. Uh, well, the the five total end of season All Star appearances and eight All Star appearances, but we really don't know much about them otherwise. I mean, um, so the other notable thing is on one so called Final Four, which basically means the first round in the original Six Era on the fifty five Bruins, he actually led his team in points, um, and then uh, he led all defensemen in points on his team on the fifty three Bruins who went to the uh, Stanley Cup Finals, and then another team, the fifty two Bruins, who got eliminated. Um, so he did have some offense in the playoffs. Now, of course, this is the playoffs, so it's like not a lot of offense. Like I said, this is a guy who, who scored two goals in his playoff career. But I guess there, it was the 40s. Uh, though it was the late 40s when scoring was expanding, it still wasn't a high-scoring era. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's – I think we just got to take people's word, writers' word for it and say they voted this guy to five and um, – it, like it's pre Norris, right? The Norris came around when Bill Crackenbush was in one of his final seasons. Yeah, Crackenbush was like thirty-one in his year thirty-one season when the uh, Norris came around. Yeah. So, um, it's it's arguable that in like he might have been a pretty solid Norris candidate in like forty-nine, um, you know, and then or in fifty-one. Uh, yeah. Had the trophy originated, he he only his best art finish was seventh in '51. Yeah. Um, but also there were fewer 
I believe there were fewer ballots. Like you didn't put as many people on the ballot back then, yeah. um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but honestly, like he's like to me, like we said offline before we got started, like you know, this is a guy who's uh, is a name we've both heard, but we yeah. don't really know about him. Um, I will say uh, his similarity scores uh, for 14 years. Uh, Peter Savota, that's pretty. He's a pretty good player. Not a Hall of Famer, but a pretty good player. Uh, Vlasic, excellent player. Paul Martin, Rob Ramage, uh, Bill's favorite, Yurke Lume, um, <laughs> Jimmy McCown, Jean Guy Talbot. Like those are all like they're not Hall of Famers, but those all those are all good players. Uh, Shitnik, uh, Gary Galley. Um, and then if you do it for the career, it's Bruce Driver, Paul Martin, Rob Ramage, Yurke Lume, Vlasic, Savota, Carlisle, Shitnik. McCown and Weinrich. So not Hall of Famers, but good players. Yeah, good really careers. Players. I mean <clears throat> the thing that um I think it just jumps out, it's you know, three first team all stars. Like yeah. you you even in a six team league where you know there's not that many not as much competition as there is now, like that can't be an accident, right? If it was if it yeah. was one and you're like yeah. Oh, we're supposed to believe that for one year he was like one of the two best defensemen in the NHL. They're like three years and then a couple of like runner up, like second team all stars. Like he had to be one of the best defensemen in the NHL to get those votes. Like, come on. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, And I think uh, like, and the thing about the similarity score thing is like what those, those are point shares. So, of course, they're, they're, uh, they're not that accurate given when he played, but also notably he has. All those other guys who I just named, none of them have a first team all star, I'm pretty sure. Maybe Carlisle does because of the stupid Norris thing, but like beyond that, <laughs> none of them do, right? Like, yeah. or most of them don't have second team all stars. So, yeah. you know, he absolutely, I think he has to be in based on that. I mean, if you and I had, you know, like too much time on our hands, presumably he would go watch some Red Wings and Bruins 40s games to see how he played. But like beyond doing that, I think we just got to take their word for it. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's, it's too, it's too convincing of a stat, I think. Yeah. The reason I sort of skipped through that a little bit quickly is because a, there was the one thing to discuss, which would be end of season all-star teams and B, because our next player is Johnny Bauer <laughs> who had, uh, first of all, I, everyone knows I'm a Leafs fan, but secondly, he had a wacky career, just a <laughs> wacky, wacky career because he was, of course, he played from 50, well, he played, he came up from 53 to 53, went back down, uh, went up again from 56 to 57, went back down again, came up permanently in 58. In 1953, he was 28 years old. Wow. Sorry, it was his age 29 season, so I don't know what year he, when he, oh, so he would have, yeah, he would have been just turning 29. Um, so he played for the Cleveland Barons mostly in the AHL for years. Um, and then also briefly for the Vancouver Canucks, who were a WHL team at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, before before uh, the Rangers get <laughs> chance, the Rangers, because this is what you did back then, you traded players in and out of the NHL and minor leagues. They traded for him in '53, and then they had him in their system. Um, they traded him back to Cleveland, um, and in fact, he found his way to a permanent career because the Leafs picked him off waivers. When he was, let me get this right because it's insane, 33 years old. Wow. So his real 
the Johnny Bauer career that people think of, the like one of the best goalies, um, certainly of his era, and we'll see how we if we think more. Uh, started at age in his age uh, thirty four season, which is like it's a little bit like Tim Thomas, right? Yeah. The only difference here is that Johnny Bauer played for a lot longer, um, and and had the and wasn't drafted because he predates the draft. So I just wanted to mention that because given what he did, it's particularly notable. I think the fact that he even made the league at 30, really properly made the league at 33 um, is insane. The fact that he went on to do all the things that I have to say he did um, <laughs> at that age is like bonkers to me. And I didn't, as someone who was not alive at the time, I didn't fully, I knew Johnny Bauer was older when he made the Leafs. Yeah. I don't think I knew he was 33 years. That's yeah. Like today, that would be just bananas. Like, yeah, you, you your mind would be blown. Yeah, you just be like, how is this possible? So, despite despite making the league at thirty three, really fully full time, because his his Ranger stats, by I should just point out, his Ranger stats are not good. He played a total of seventy seven games to the Rangers. Seventy of those were in his rookie year. Seven of those were in his next two seasons. He played those games over four seasons for the Rangers. Um, and he was 31 and 35. So, uh, yeah. Hold on a second. Uh, my browser is taking a really great time to freeze. There we go. Okay. So, somehow, despite coming in that late in his career, he was ninth all-time in wins at his retirement. Which, you know, he retired when he was 45, so that has something to do with it. But he's still, he somehow he's ninth all-time in wins. He was 12th all-time in losses, 7th all-time in ties, 17th all-time in shutouts, 8th all-time in minutes, 8th all-time in games played, 8th all-time in goalie point shares, uh, notably 2nd all-time in goal saved above average. Now, a reminder, goal saved above average is a calculation based upon uh, the numbers of shots you faced and the number of goals other goalies face over the same, you know, standardized number of shots. So they were only collecting this. This stat is only available since uh, save percentage started being recorded. And, of course, it was only recorded by teams starting in 1956. Um, of course, it wasn't official NHL stat until the 80s, but fortunately teams were recording it beforehand, and that data sort of found its way onto the Internet. However, you know, we don't have it before 1956. Now, that's most of Bauer's career. But it's just worth noting. So, you know, it's second all-time in goal saved above average, if you care about that stat. Sounds really, really great. But you should also remember that, of course, none of the crazy goalies from the 20s and 30s and 40s qualify. However, it's him and Glenn Hall. Glenn Hall was ahead of him by quite a lot, but still. Um, he was uh, 15th all-time in, in uh, GAA at his retirement, and he was first all-time in save percentage, which is something. Um, and he is now second all-time behind Passion. So, again, this stat has only been re uh, recorded since the 50s, but yeah. second all-time all behind Hashik is like something, especially because he was in his 30s and 40s. Like, that's the crazy part. Yeah. 
So of the uh, uh, the 16 goalies who played in at least 205 games, between 53 and 70, he's fifth in wins, fifth in losses, fifth in ties, fifth in goals per against. against. So, you know, not great given it's a 16 league for, for much of that period. But first in save percentage, uh, obviously fourth in uh, uh, GAA, so a little bit better. Fifth in saves and fifth in shots. He didn't face anywhere near as much rubber as some of his contemporaries. Second in goal save above average again. Fifth in shutouts, fifth in minutes, fifth in games. So by most of the counting stats, he looks like just a starter. But by save percentage and goal save above average, which factor save percentage into account, he's one of the best couple goalies of his era. Um, his season average is 17, 13, and 6, two shutouts and 37 starts, and a 12.2 goal save above average, which is good, but also far from phenomenal. Uh, seven point shares. Uh, his 82 game average is 37, 29, 13, five shutouts, a 31.46 goal save above average, which is pretty incredible, 15.5 point shares. His three-year peak from 59 to 62 is a 70 game average of 28, 16, and 8. Three shutouts, 1.95 GAA, and 9.20 save percentage, a 21.2 goal save above average, 14.1 point shares. That is far from incredible given the 0.92, but it's very good for the era, and this is also quite good. It's just not like mind-blowing, partly because the save percentage is, despite him being the best in that stat of his era, it's, it, we're used to higher numbers both from the dead puck era and even now. Now, of course, in the 70s, that would be mind-blowing, uh, 70s and 80s. Um, playoffs, he was tied fifth all-time in wins at his retirement, playoff wins. He was sixth all-time in losses, 11th all-time in shutouts, um, third all-time in his retirement in safe playoff save percentage behind only uh, Jerry Cheevers and Jacques Plante. Um, 13th all-time in his retirement in goals uh, against, which is like 2.47. Um, he was fifth all-time in his retirement uh, in goals saved above average. But it's worth noting that uh, for some reason on this stat, uh, there's a discrepancy between hockey reference and their stat head tool, which is the thing I use to find these things. So um, I think this is correct, but I'm not 100% sure. But the people ahead of him are Gump Worsley, Glenn Hall, Harry Lumley, and Jerry Cheevers. Um, he was seventh all time in playoff minutes in his retirement and sixth all time in playoff games. Again, this is a guy who started his career when he was 33. So even if, you know, he is not necessarily the best goalie of this era, I still think it's pretty impressive, um, that he was able to do these things. Of the nine goalies playing at least 20 playoff games between 53 and 70, uh, 1970, he's tied fourth in wins, third in losses, fourth in goals against, Third in save percentage, third in GAA, fourth in saves, fourth in shots, third in goal save above average, fourth in shutouts, fourth in minutes, and fourth in games. So again, um, you know, in a 16 league, fourth isn't necessarily great, but he was, as we'll learn soon, he was not always a starter, um, especially later in his career. And also, uh, you know, the numbers are higher on the on the stats you care about, like the save percentage, GAA, and the, the rankings, I should say, and GSAA. Um, his adjustment for era um, make him look pretty good. He is sixth all time in adjustment save percentage ever. So that again, that includes only goalies from 56 on, but still, sixth all time is, is pretty great. It's not as good as first all time, but it's still pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, 
He's 18th all-time in adjusted GAA, so top 20 goalie anyway. He's 10th all-time in a stat uh, called goals versus average, which is just uh, where you rank given up the number of goals you've given up versus an average NHL goaltender. So uh, top 10 all-time is amazing. And then goals versus threshold, which is a stat based on a sub-optimal, a sub-average goaltender, a mediocre goaltender, he's 22nd all-time, so still top 25. Um, his transactions, he was traded into the NHL uh, at 28 for Emil Francis, Neil Strain, and money. He was traded out of the NHL at 32 for a guy named Ed McQueen and money, and then he, of course, waived at 33 and claimed by the Leafs, and then he stayed on the Leafs for the rest of his career, which, of course, he played until he was 45. Um, his accomplishments, he was top five in heart voting once. But he won the Vesna twice. Now it's worth noting it was the Jennings back then. So it wasn't the best goalie award. It was the best, the lowest goals against award, uh, which he shared with a teammate. But he still won it twice. He was the first team all-star only once. So that's significantly fewer than Quackenbush, um, which is, of course, interesting. Uh, but, of course, there's only one first-team goalie, and there are two first-team defensemen. So that was something. Uh, he was a top... Uh, player by point shares four times, uh, all in the early 60s when he was in his uh, early 30s, early mid-30s. He was top 10 eight times, uh, including his rookie year for the Rangers and the rest of it would, would be the Leafs. He was a top five goalie by uh, goals per game eight times uh, over uh, 12 seasons between 54 and 66, and he was a top 10 goalie 13 times. Um, so uh, that's you know between 54 again and 68, and that's tied for the eighth most ever. His top 10, um, sorry, his 13 appearances in the top 10 in goalie point shares. Now, keep in mind, of course, he was playing in 16 leagues, so it was easier. <laughs> he led the league in wins once. He was top five seven times. He was top 10 11 times. He was top five in shutouts 10 times, which is tied seventh most all time. That's, I think, shutouts is a little more, um, you know, top five in shutouts 10 times is, is pretty impressive to me. Um, he had five shutouts three times. He's one of only 24 goalies to ever do that uh, at his retirement. Um, he uh, he led the league in shots once, so he was shelled once. It was just one season where he was really, really shelled. Um, this is not a goalie who, like, you know, it's not like we're, it's not Ed Jackman who, who was just constantly getting pelted. Um, uh, he was also top 10. Uh, in shots against 11 times, which is actually tied for the most fourth most ever behind Glenn Hall, uh, Terry Sawchuk, and Phil Esposito. Notably, two of those are original six goaltenders because it was easier to get in the top 10 back then. He led the league in saves once. He was top 10 11 times, which is tied fifth most ever behind Hall, Esposito, Sawchuk, and Blunt. Save percentage-wise, um, he led the league in save percentage six times, which is tied for the most ever. So that's something um, that stands out to me. Uh, I mean, I think Hashik's the other one. I, for some reason, I didn't write that down. Also, he was top five in save percentage, a whopping 10 times, which is fourth most all time behind Glenn Hall, Gump Worsley, and Jacques Plante. Uh. He had a 930 save percentage at least three times, which is third uh, most all time behind Hashik, Kudobin. Um, and he was, of course, most all time. As retirement because both of those guys played much later. He had a 
above 9 and 25 uh, four times, uh, which is tied the seventh most all-time and was tied most all-time at his retirement. And above 926 times, tied second most at his retirement behind only Glenn Hall and tied ninth most all-time. So save percentage-wise, he's one of the best goalies of all time. Uh, of course, he didn't get shelled like some goalies did, so that's something to keep in mind when thinking about save percentage. But that's why we have gold saved above average, which we will get to. <laughs> um, he led the league in GAA three times, which is tied uh, sixth most all-time, and he was top five 11 times, which is third most all-time behind only Glenn Hall and Jacques Plante. He uh, was under GAA, uh, under 2.5 GAA five times, one of only 18 goalies ever at his retirement, but his GAA stats are obviously his his leaderboard appearances are more impressive than his totals. But, of course, that has something to do with when he played. Uh, he led the league in goal saved above average three times. He was top five ten times, which is third most ever behind only Esposito and Hall. Um, he had over 30 once, and he's one of only six goalies ever to have a goal saved above average of over 30. He had over 25 three times. He's one of only 17 goalies ever and one of only three goalies ever in his retirement. And those are uh, Plant and Hall or the other two. He had over 26 times, one of only eight goalies ever. And Hall was the only other member of his retirement. And over 15, eight times, one of only eight goalies ever. And Hall was the only one of his retirement. He led the league in minutes once. Weirdly, it was his rookie season. So they clearly, the Leafs, uh, clearly figured out they couldn't play him like workhorse him as much as some guys because he played like crazy in his uh 50 53 54 <coughs> season with the rangers he played yeah. every game and played 4200 minutes and then he never did it anywhere near close again his next highest total was uh 1960 when he hit 3900 minutes and then he never got close to that again because they clearly knew he was old probably why they got their hands on terry Sonchuk later um, you know, he's, but he's top 10, 13 times in minutes still, despite that, uh, seventh most ever. Um, his adjustment for peak also makes him look among the best goalies. He has a, he's 15th all time in adjusted peak save percentage. He's 13th all time in adjusted peak goals versus average. And he's, uh, 15th all time in peak goals versus threshold. So a top 15 goalie by those adjusted stats. So, you know, I don't know where you were thinking he was going to be Bill, but like, Despite being a Leafs fan, that, that's higher than I was expecting because I just didn't know that he was like such a save percentage star. Anyway, yeah, I I think I I, I think I had done like a deep dive on uh, on Patty Roy and Hashik, and I remember seeing his name pop up a bit. So I was okay. sort of waiting for you to get to that stat. Yeah. Um. So, uh, the other thing, so he he does look like a pretty good regular season goalie, but the other thing is that he won some cups, and moreover. Uh, they needed him, apparently. So on the 64 Leafs, he was hands down the Leafs' best player. He led the playoffs in games, in wins, in shots against, in saves, in save percentage, in GAA, in shutouts, in minutes, and he played every minute. So I think it's safe to say that he is the, uh, <laughs> he is the, the MVP of the, uh, 1964 Maple Leafs, um, in the playoffs. Uh, sure does look like it. <laughs> I can tell you their leading scorer. I'm just pulling them up. I think that might have been the year. The year Tim Horton led them in scoring playoffs. No, Mahovlich had 15 points in 14 games, but like Johnny Bauer was like, I had a 9.35 save percentage. Um, you know, a 2.12 GAA. Um, like I said, led led the playoffs 
in all goalie categories except for uh, losses. So, you know, <laughs> he's the best player. Um, yeah. Uh, so then next, um, in uh, 63, the season before, um, he also uh, really stood out, led the playoffs in almost as many categories. <laughs> Uh, in, in wins, saves, ga- uh, save percentage, GAA, shutouts, and he played every minute. Um, 63 Leafs, um, I don't know who the leading score was. Uh, see, Dave Keon had 12 points in 10 games. So, again, decent stats, but Johnny Bauer had a 949 save percentage and a 160 GAA. So, you know. Again, it's Johnny Bauer. Um, and then in the 62 uh, Leafs, who also, this is, of course, these are the teams that won three in a row, I should mention. Um, the 62 Leafs, he, he uh, led the playoffs in wins, save percentage, and GAA only. And so it's a little more controversial as to whether or not he was the best player, uh, you know, on that team. I'm just pulling up the leading scorer. Um, Oh, that's the year Tim Horton scored 16 points in in, uh, 12 games. So that year, I think he might have a challenger if the cons might have existed um, in the sense that, you know, Tim Horton's a defenseman and was scoring more than point per game. But Tim Horton was also, that's the year Tim Horton was minus two. Um, But, you know, Johnny Bauer didn't play every single game like he did the next two years. But that being said, he was very close to the best player on three cup teams, like a team that three-peated. Um, so that that's pretty incredible. How many goalies have done that? Um, and then uh, he was a, a starter on two runners-up in 59-60, in which he led the playoffs in games, shots against saves, and minutes, and he played every minute. He also was a starter on two um, teams that got eliminated quickly. And then, of course, infamously, he was a backup on the 67 Leafs with Sawchuk taking over his job, basically, and then sort of fighting it out, but Sawchuk played um, more. Um, but Bauer led the uh, playoffs in shutouts and uh, sorry, he led the playoffs in shutouts, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Though he didn't play enough games to, oh, no, he led the playoffs in shutouts and save percentage. Um, but Sawchuk got more starts, including the ones in which they uh, won. Like, Sarchuk played over twice as many games in the playoffs, even though Bauer played better. Um, but, uh, um, like, I, I, for some reason, I looked up the actual, like, the f- games in the final the other uh, day, and Sarchuk was playing in the last few games. So, for whatever reason, the Leafs chose Sarchuk, even though Bauer was arguably outplaying him. Um, anyway, the, his, 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 uh, Despite them being not as many as say Plant, his his playoff performances are pretty pretty great. So, I mean, it's 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 certainly he's a no doubter, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's more like it's more like yeah. where does he rank all the time? I have no idea because that's the really hard part with it's the really hard part with comparing goalies is comparing yeah. the eras because. Like, if you look at any goalie from the 80s, you know right away their save percentage is going to be dog shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know that, you know, they faced two-on-ones and three-on-ones for half the game. So if they have an 890 save percentage, they actually probably made some friggin' incredible saves. And their equipment was, like, trash, right? So it's like, yeah. yeah. Like, And then you get 
you know, the era of like, uh, let's say between 2000 and 2004, where goalie equipment was so big, you couldn't see the net. And yeah. it's like, well, yeah, of course, those guys are all going to have like 920 and above because they yeah. had bigger equipment and they, you know, like the technology had caught up and the way the game was called, you basically couldn't get any high quality scoring chances away. So, you yeah. know, it was like mostly shots from the outside or like a shot from the point. Like, so it's just natural that those numbers don't like don't really compare well. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Goalies are really hard to evaluate, but I think you have to sort of evaluate them against their peers. But even then, like there's a recent thing with um, Price and Lundqvist. So like, looks like Price will probably retire because of his injuries. Yeah. So somebody was saying like, oh, he'll be the best goalie of his generation. So he's like, what about Lundqvist? You're like, yeah, he's about like five years older than Price. So they played at the same time. Yeah. Henry like wasn't in his prime years at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually a little bit trickier because goalies tend to peak from like, I want to say 28 to 35, sort of, is like yeah. they're the, like when they're amazing. And then time before that, they're like, you can see how great they are, but they're, they're not as consistent. And yeah. then once they hit above 35, they can still do it, but they, they get tired more easily and they need more rest. And, you know, they start to get injured and that kind of stuff because the game, <laughs> that position makes crazy demands on your body. So, yeah. um, it's really hard to compare them, I think, unless you compare their peak years. But then when you do that, you're not necessarily comparing their era anymore. Yeah. yeah. So it's really hard to compare goalies. It drives me nuts. You, go, you almost have to go a lot of eye tests and stats yeah. help. But it's like you have to sort of be like, yeah, but like, you know, um, like, like yeah. uh, Juan Hasek, right? You compare Patrick Roy and Hasek and it's like by the time Hasek starts to put up better numbers than Roy and they're both playing at the same time and they, they are actually the same age but was already like won two cups and two cunts mice and played in the 80s and had these ridiculous save percentages in the playoffs where it's like yeah. okay like so what do we do with that because it's like it's not Hashik's fault he wasn't in the NHL yet yeah it hadn't been brought over yet because the uh you know because of uh the Soviet Union and uh, the Iron Curtain and all that kind of stuff. And then when he finally does get there, it takes him a little while to win a starting job. And then he takes off and sort of runs with it in Buffalo. But it's like, you know, was also winning cups and, you know, has been sort of the dominant goalie. So it's really interesting to compare their careers. But at the same time, they did... There's when you look at their overall career stats, like you'd look at Hashik's and be like, yeah, clearly he was better. It's like, well, he didn't he didn't start his career in '86 like Roy when it was like the second highest scoring year of all time. Yeah, and go win a cup with like a 920 something save percentage. Like he might have been able to, but we'll never know. So it becomes tricky to compare 100 percent and yeah, uh, you know, get like Belfour sort of in that era, but he was younger than both of them. Uh, same thing with Berger. Berger was younger, so it, it gets really hard to compare goalies. It drives me nuts. Yeah, um, yeah. I I think it's it's uh, it is it is really sort of it. Um, I mean, they try. We try with these like adjusted stats, right? But like at the end of the day, it's it's always just a calculation that's going to be leaving something out, yeah. and like you don't know 
you really never know if the equipment were different. If like, you know, the guys from like the twenties, for example, who like there's, there were years where goalies would shut out half their games. I mean, they play 20 games and have 10 shutouts or 22 games and have 11, whatever it is. And like, you know, it's just like this preposterous, preposterous number. And like, would those guys like actually be able to do anything remotely like that now? Well, I mean, um, we don't probably even know not. guys were lifting the puck back then. Well, that's the thing is, oh, you like, don't know that. You also don't know, like, they could have they just been fat, right? I don't know. Yep. Like, you know, like. <laughs> um, so it's it's like the, the old theory. People like just put a sumo wrestler in there. It'll be the greatest goalie of all time. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I don't think it works like that. And I yeah, don't yeah. realize how much it would hurt because the equipment would not cover him. Yeah, <laughs> and oh, <yeah>. my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, like. Uh, you know, I, I don't, um, I have no idea, um, like if we can go much with these adjustments for Hera, I, even though I, I, I do mention them, I try to just try to include as much as possible because, you know, I do think it helps a little bit, you know, saying three different sources saying his adjusted peak is among the best 15 ever. Like, I feel like I can take that a little bit seriously, but of course I never saw him play. Um, I think it's more remarkable what he did given his age. Yeah. You know, is like whether or not he's among the very best goalies ever. The fact is that the the years when he like the year when he like set the single season I forgot to mention he set the single season um save percentage record in nineteen sixty-four, you know, he was thirty-nine years old. <laughs> like what? You know? Now that save percentage it, you know that that's only been recorded for eight years before that, but still, it was 39. Like when I was 39, I had trouble getting out of bed some mornings. I'm sort of joking, but like you know what I mean. Like it's just you know that's crazy to me. So I don't I don't know where he ranks all time. I do think it's kind of I do wonder if we'll ever see someone excel in their late 30s and early 40s again like he did. You know he. He was in his those three years. The Leafs won the cup. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, uh, three peated. He was in his age thirty seven, thirty eight, and thirty nine seasons. Uh, it's, it explains a little more, like why he's such a legend in Toronto. Like, I mean, obviously, a part of a Leafs Cup winning team is like you know it's been a while, so that is going to reverberate yeah. pretty pretty heavily. But I mean, to do that at that age and three years in a row is like yes, pretty ridiculous. Yeah, and he was like, you know, it was only it was only on the '67 Cup where he didn't, where he wasn't like very clearly the starter. And like I said, the first two of those three cups, he he, only, he was the only goalie, and he was very clearly the least best player. So, um, yeah, it's uh, anyway, um, yeah, I I think uh, I think he's like hands like slam dunk, um. Just have no idea what to do with them in terms of overall all time, but yeah, yeah, it's like I mean, how, how, I don't, I don't see anybody who could make a, a convincing argument that he shouldn't be in. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. And so back to Quackenbush, we, we're yeah. saying yes, Quackenbush because of those first, those three first team. Yeah, I, I think that's the clincher. Where if you had your doubts, I mean, he's. He's like top three or four in everything. If you like, 
you know, reduce the games. Uh, I can't remember what, which qualifier it was, but it's like, yeah, he's clearly a top, top five D-man of his era. Yeah. And then you add in the first team All-Stars where he, for a few years at least, may have been on the top pairing in the whole league. Like, yeah, he got yeah. Like, yeah. one first team All-Star, you'd be like, ah, they threw him a pity vote one year. He had a particularly good year. Three is a lot. That's a lot. So Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. It is a lot. And the fact that he has five total is a lot. Um, like I said before, that puts him in fairly rarefied company, I'm pretty sure, uh, to have five end-of-year All-Star odds. Um, and then Bauer, I mean, yeah, I think Bauer's so clearly... I mean, I would say, uh, you know, if you're if you're dubious about Bauer, like, go check out the black ink on his hockey uh, reference page. Or uh, once this episode is live, you can go over to our blog and see all the black ink in the blog post. There's a lot of it in both cases. That's a pretty yeah. good indication um, that, uh, you know, he, he was really good. Um, and better than I knew, honestly, despite growing up in Toronto and being a Leafs fan, the stuff about Bauer, it's so far removed from my era of fandom that it was more just like a legend of him than anything. And I've never bothered to like look up his stats before because I just, I don't know. I sort of just sort of thought he was yet another one of these Leafs. You know, I sort of, this sounds mean a little bit, but I sort of thought he might be a little bit the Leafs goalie equivalent of George Armstrong. Uh You know, where like he's revered in Toronto, but like, if you actually like look up his stats, you're like, uh, Guys, um, which we're segue next next episode. We're talking about George Armstrong, um, but uh, anyway, uh, but it turns out no, he was amazing, and he did it somehow despite being way older than everybody, almost everybody else in the league. Yeah, it's 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 really hard, right? Because because of the eras with goaltending and how like vastly different they were to even build yeah. the top 10 goalies of all time. Yes. It's hard. It would be really hard to do. And if we ever do yeah. that episode, I, I have a feeling that's going to be the one where we're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. It'll be, it'll be really hard to do. Bill um, Durden. I, I feel like if you're talking about a top 10 goalies of all time, like his name is going to be in the conversation. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to at least consider him. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You gotta, you gotta talk about him, right? Like even if yeah. he doesn't make the cut, yeah. He's going to be talked about in a top ten conversation of all time. Yeah, so I think so too. Yeah. 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 All right. So that's it for uh, this episode. And as uh, we said, the next episode we might have to split two parts because there's like six players. But we'll yeah, see. Either that, or we're going to have to like have a beer break in the middle or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It's going to be. It's going to be a. Uh, it's going to be very different than this episode. Let's put it that way. It will be for sure. Yeah, so hopefully uh, you will tune in to that, and we will see you then. Take care.